Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, I am Kelsey Matheson, and you are listening to episode number 44 of Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. Hello, how are you? How is business? All right, so we are going to dive into part three of how to sell out your retreat, and I'm speaking again with Shelby. This is the second half of the interview I did with marketing and social media expert Shelby Kinser from Collab Social. And we're going to talk about speaking to your audience. As a retreat leader, how do you speak to your audience? We're going to talk about hashtag strategy. We're going to talk about adding value through lead magnets and your enter your email list. And we're also going to talk about things like early bird specials. It's all about selling out your retreat. So let's get right into it. <laughs> I'll sign off. And here's the second half of my interview with Shelby. If you're doing a yoga retreat, is it like awakening your light retreat? Is your focus like a cacao ceremony? Whatever that specific thing is, you actually don't want to just talk about hosting a yoga retreat because I think the last time I checked the hashtag yoga retreat was in like the millions. You need to do like deeper into that. And I don't think it's important for you to niche down exactly to who the person is that you're looking for but you do need to niche down to what that person is looking for. Right. Like, would it be like yoga retreats for women, yoga retreats for women over 40, yoga retreats for, in part one, we were talking about empty nesters, yoga retreats for women who love chocolate or whatever. <laughs> I think that that's strong, but I think you have to go even deeper than that. Like, so let's take the empty nesters example. I mean, they might be looking for something that has to do with an empty nester, but what they might be looking more for is how to replace this feeling of feeling lost or how to get past this loneliness. So when you're writing content to them, what is it that's keeping them awake at night, right? Like, is it that their home is so empty? Is it that they feel like they have no purpose? Is it that they feel like they are completely alone? Is it that they're a little depressed because they've never been by themselves in this home? You know, like leaning into those things is going to grant you a lot more success. And that's what I mean when I say niche down to the specific thing that they're struggling with as opposed to the exact person. And then is that what you would hashtag then? Because I feel like I understand that that would be infused into your copy and into your messaging and then you do, you know, and here's the other thing, like in terms of like, what do I do on Instagram? Grab your phone go live and go, hey, so one of the topics that we're going to be talking about at my retreat in Costa Rica in December is that feeling of being at a crossroads in your life and that you're lost. So let's talk about that. And you could talk for a few minutes just on your phone while you're walking in the park and just talk like you would to a friend about how difficult that is and why you're incorporating it into your treat and what they're going to walk away with at the end and how they're going to feel. Then in terms of the hashtags, do you also incorporate that feeling of like, I'm at a crossroads or that I've, I'm lost? <laughs> so in terms of hashtags, you don't necessarily want to go like hashtag crossroads, right? Because that's not going to be helpful for you. 
What I'm speaking about is the specific content. When it comes to the actual hashtags, you do have to do a little bit of legwork and research within what's going to work for you, right? Because if you just type in yoga, you'll see that the top six for yoga are 2 million, 3 million, 1 million. And you're not going to compete super well within those hashtags as a smaller page. Now, I always sprinkle like one or two big ones in there just so that TikTok recognizes that that's the direction I'm trying to go. But you need to do a little bit of work in that. Like Kelsey said, hashtag women over 40 yoga or hashtag weight loss yoga or hashtag release yoga, you know, but look at those hashtags and look at the specific things that they're offering. You obviously don't want a hashtag where there's three tags on there because nobody's really looking for that. So what's the number? What's the magic number? First of all, let me ask you this. How many hashtags should they put? Do they put them in the copy? Do they put them in the comments? And what is the magic number? Like, for example, you go into Instagram and you hashtag like yoga retreats and you're like, yeah, there's a bazillion. So you might want to do one or two of those. But if you have like yoga retreat Costa Rica and it happens to have like whatever that magic number is, what is that magic number, you know, in terms of how many people have posted that specific hashtag? So hashtags are a little elusive at this point because Instagram came out and said five hashtags was the magic number. And then on some of our accounts, five hashtags work really great. And then some of them, 30 hashtags still works better. We are, I think, veering away from having 30 hashtags. I think that that's too many. And I think that as the algorithm tries to keep pinning you into a specific niche, it's going to be a lot more difficult in that regard. But what I generally do is choose the ones that are specific to you. And I like the ones that are between like, I would say like five to 20K. I'll do like two or three of those. 20K to like 100K. I'll do like two or three, sometimes four of those. And then I'll usually jump into big ones. On TikTok, it's a little bit less about the numbers that you're doing. And this is just what I do for my clients, right? But on TikTok, I feel like it's a little bit less about the numbers that are actually happening behind the hashtag. And a lot more, especially when you start about categorizing yourself, right? So you obviously don't want to do one that's yoga, that's you're going to compete with a lot of really big videos because you'll never be at the top of that feed because TikTok will show the ones from 2020 that got 2 million views at the very top, right? It's harder for you to compete. They are changing it. And some of the stuff now you can see is a little bit newer, especially if you filter it down. But I just don't always recommend like, hashtagging the same five millions of hashtags, right? Because you want to stand out in those specific things. And that also goes down to niching down. Like a client that I work with who's in the nutrition space, when we hashtag nutrition for her, it's not effective. But when we hashtag hypothyroidism weight loss, like that, because it's niched down enough that people, TikTok is trying to take over YouTube. Like I said, YouTube trades places for the second or third search engine on the internet right now. TikTok wants to be that search engine. They recently released a thing where you can save videos into different folders. They want to be YouTube. So they've made it easy for people to specifically search something. And that's where you have to really kind of think about that. Because if I'm going and I have a thyroid problem, I'm not typing in nutrition generally. I'll type in hypothyroidism weight loss. Same thing if you're looking for a yoga retreat, you're probably just not going to type in yoga retreat, send that out to the internet, right? You're probably going to type in yoga retreat Costa Rica or yoga retreat 
for for women or single women or yeah, like you're gonna put something in there that's think of it as a search engine. But this is what you should do in all social medias, and this is important in TikTok too. But in all social medias, you should look at it as what is the person who I'm selling this to looking for on this app. That's probably one of the bigger mistakes that I see people doing with their social media content and with their lead magnets and everything like that is they're posting what they want to post, not necessarily what the person who wants to read it is interested in reading. Yeah. Yeah. And what they're looking for. And I think like, that's also kind of what we talked about, or I talked about last week was, do you know what your people need? Right. And like, what are they struggling with right now? I think that's a great point, Shelby, is like, if they are on Facebook, if they are on Instagram, right, or even YouTube, or even just on Google, what is it that they're searching for? What are they looking for? What solution do they need that you are going to offer? You know, we need to get inside their heads. So, okay. So Facebook, build a community, go in there and connect with people, create genuine and authentic connections. And then you're going to post about your retreat. You're going to promote it. You're also going to offer some lifestyle stuff. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Again, you can go live on Facebook. So in terms of the video algorithms, does Facebook also support video? Yeah. Facebook loves video. They're not all the way there yet. Most of the reels that you'll see on your feed are like funny videos or like things that like are not cat videos. Yeah. They're not like in the business sector yet. Like I think it'll get there. But if you notice when it comes to integrations like that, Facebook is always quite a bit behind. Like probably my favorite meme to send to many people in my family is I refuse to download TikTok. Instead, I'll watch it in two to three months on Facebook like a real adult. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the vibe. So what I try and do on Facebook is make it as interactive as possible. The biggest thing that you have to remember in all of these platforms too, other than specifically speaking to what your ideal client wants is nobody has that much time or attention span anymore. That's why TikTok is so successful. There was a a study that was released recently that said that millennials can no longer watch Netflix shows that are 30 minutes long because they're used to such a rapid pace of change when it comes to the content. Yeah. And so it's hard for people to sit and just consume 30 minutes of content. That's why you've seen longer form stuff kind of going by the wayside. Like I talked about YouTube videos used to be an hour and a half long. I do think that it's an ebb and flow, right? Because Vine videos used to be like TikTok and then we're longer form. But right now, zero attention span. So you have to remember that, especially when you're doing things on Facebook. And this is one of the things that passionate people have the hardest time with is cutting down how much they have to say, right? Well, it's like that quote. I think it's, yeah, I think it was Charles Dickens, I think, who said, and correct me if I'm wrong on on who, who said this, but they said, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. And I work right now, one of my clients is an author. And so she wants to write all the copy and she has all these amazing, wonderful things to say. And I'm like, we got to bring it down. If you had more time, you'd write a shorter letter. So we got to like get really specific, make sure the communication is super, super clear. So it's the same kind of thing. It's like short attention span. I want to know exactly what it is. I want to know exactly how you're going to help me. I want to know exactly like how I'm going to connect with you and know exactly what you're about, whatever that is, you know, and kind of get to the point. <laughs> and I should also say for those of you who are still listening to this podcast, because this one's going a little longer than my other ones. Thank you. I love that you have the attention span to listen. <laughs> it's very interesting though, because podcasts seem to have no cap. 
Like I'll listen to an hour long podcast. I think it's because you can do other things while you're consuming a podcast. But if you think about somebody sitting at their desk and watching your Facebook video, you got a minute to three minutes. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, and sometimes with YouTube, it's interesting because there is a certain demographic who still go to YouTube for their content. And a lot of people use YouTube almost like a te- like their television, like a streaming platform. Like it's like Hulu or, you know, Peacock or whatever, Paramount Plus. So that's like, well, they just go to YouTube. I noticed that with a lot of my daughter and my daughter's friends, they won't watch necessarily. Sometimes they will, like they'll watch a TV show, they'll watch a movie, but many times they'll be hanging out and they'll sit down for like an hour, an hour and a half, and they'll just watch all these different YouTubers and YouTube videos. So I see how that is a bit of a different platform. And if you are a yoga teacher or a retreat leader, maybe you're a retreat leader who does fitness, or maybe you're a retreat leader who does a form of spirituality or another form of personal development, and you do have a YouTube channel, utilize that. And then when you have your retreat, take video, take photos, get as much content as you can, get video testimonials from your clients this is kind of on the other side of the retreat. And maybe I'll do another episode of like, okay, now you've done your retreat. What do you do now? But get all that content for yourself because then you're going to be able to use that to promote your next retreat. And, you know, just putting that out there as well. One of the biggest things that I have to say about YouTube is most people who succeed on YouTube right now, they're doing something else and people want more content from them, right? Like they're doing really well on TikTok and people are like, could we see longer than 10 seconds of your day? Or could we see longer than 30 seconds of your day? And then they film something longer. Now there's the tried and true people who are still doing well on YouTube, who have always done well on YouTube. But if you're starting new on YouTube, do not make that your main platform. Start on these smaller accounts. And then once you're able to get there with those, like once you have a good TikTok following and they're requesting longer form video, you'll see a lot more success on YouTube. I I think that it's important to have something on every platform so that everybody can see how legit you are across the board. But don't start publishing YouTube videos once every two years and then wondering why your, your YouTube strategy isn't working. And the other thing that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned too is that all of this should be pushing towards your email list. Like you do want conversions from social media, but at the end of the day, that email is so crucial So Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, wherever you're showing up, it should be pushing towards your email list. And I know that I've spoken in Kelsey's mastermind group before, and it's a group of really amazing women. But one of the things that they more or less had questions on in that regard is people aren't signing up to my email list as quickly. Why aren't people signing up? Why can't I build that list? The harsh truth and answer of that is you're not providing something that people are, they want enough, right? They don't want it enough. If you're providing a training and they're like, I have to get that training, they'll give you their email. But it's like we talked about at the beginning of this. You need to make sure that it's something that people are interested in, truly, genuinely interested in. And then you also need to make sure that it's valuable enough that they're going to give you their information because nobody wants to be sold to. And I just had this conversation with someone the other day who who's been in business for a really long time and he hasn't really grasped that people don't just hand you their email anymore because they know that that's going to come with a deluge of promotions and specials and all of this. Like, even if it's a spam email, it's people aren't handing that out as easily as they used to because they know what comes along with that. Right. So you have to give them something that they're like, I would even pay for this, but 
oh my God, it's amazing that it's free. Let me give you my email at least for it. Because the average email sale is anywhere between like 11 and $25 that you can make off of a single dollar spent on email. So it's worth it for you to create something of value. And when it comes to retreat leaders, I think that the biggest thing that you can do to provide something of value, whether you want to create a longer form lead magnet, that's like a yoga training that gives them some sort of an idea. Or if you want to do like an early bird special, you know, like doing something that entices people because their life will improve in X is the ultimate way to get them to opt into something. So just make sure that you're, you're thinking of that. My personal email list is valuable real estate. And so if I hand that over to you and it becomes a part of your email list, your email list is full of a lot of value there. It's a very, very valuable real estate. And you want to consider that and you need to take care of and nurture that real estate. You need to take care of and nurture those people because if they have trusted you with that valuable piece, you need to nurture them. And again, that's an ebb and flow of offering them a ton of value and then promoting your stuff promoting your retreat and then offering a ton of value and promoting your retreat and then also nurturing them. I think I mentioned this, uh, I mentioned it last week, maybe for your email address or for your email list, you're offering them an early bird price first. So it's not even going out on social media yet. It's not going out to the public. They're like, you guys get the first opportunity to book your spot to my retreat that's coming up you guys only you get this, whatever it is, 20% discount or whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you. Um, That's just another way to nurture that email. And then as you're promoting, then you also want to make sure that you're, as Shelby's saying, like use the opportunity to build your email list. If you're offering a lead magnet in order to get people into your funnel, get people on your email list, start nurturing them, nurturing them, nurturing them, nurturing them. And then boom, you're like, Hey, guess what? I have a retreat coming up and I'd love you to be there. And seriously, don't do what you think is interesting. Go out and talk to some people who are your ideal client and see what they would be interested in because you can waste a lot of time being like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest value ever. And then in reality, they actually don't care about that. You know, like that's, you just want to make sure that it's something that they actually care about. And then just to reiterate again, when you're writing emails, make sure that it's not super duper long because- you wouldn't want to read a seven paragraph email either. So make sure that what you're writing is concise and to the point. And honestly, the most effective emails that you can write are kind of like storytelling, like they hook you into the next one that give you a little something else to come back for. Awesome. So we talked about Facebook, we talked about Instagram, video, 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 my friends, it's where it's at. And then again, I think across the board with all of those platforms, nurture your people with value and then promote your stuff and be consistent. This was the other thing that I know Shelby talks a lot about. You have to be consistent. If you are only able to post, let's say three times a week, then choose those three days and keep it consistent because then the algorithm will favor you. If you're all over the place and scattered, you will get lost in the mix. Is that still ring? Does that, is that still true today? Yeah. Not only does your client, customer, follower base look towards that, but also the algorithm does that as well. And really it's not as black and white as Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But what I don't want anyone to do is Monday, Saturday, Sunday, or three times on Sunday and not at all for the rest of the week, or once three weeks ago, and then seven times this week. You know what I mean? Like 
don't be so inconsistent that the algorithm doesn't know to expect consistency from you. That's, that's going to be crucial. The one thing that I did write down that I feel like is really important for the retreat leaders, for anyone who's doing anything along these lines, make sure that what you're doing is done with conviction, with passion, and that you're sharing what's truly unique about you, about your retreat, about this offer, right? Because there's so much noise out there. So yeah, you can follow the guidelines of don't use bad photos or early bird discounts or make sure that you have testimonials or do a referral discount. Like those are all amazing things. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you are speaking with passion and with conviction to those people that you truly want to join you because most of the reason that they're coming is you. It might be a beautiful place. It could be an amazing resort, but if they can't connect with you and they don't have that passion, they don't feel that passion coming from you, they won't have passion for this particular thing either. That's what I would say. And I know we didn't really get a chance to get into launch plans and landing pages and things like that. But what I would say just as a quick baseline for both of those is you can host a landing page in many different places. If you want to spend $97 a month, you can have a ClickFunnels landing page. It's crazy easy to set up. If you want something even cheaper, you can do an email platform. Most of them have integrated to have landing pages now. I know for sure that ActiveCampaign does. I do not like the MailChimp integration for a landing page, but to each their own. And then you can also just have like a link tree or a stand page for creators. Uh, I think you have to pay $30 a month for stand though. But having something in place for people to contact you is going to be crucial. And then it also shows credibility. Yeah. Yeah. And and how do they contact you? Right. Because you would think, oh, my contact information is on my profile. Well, what if it's at the bottom of the expanded part of Instagram for them? You need to make it as easy as possible for people to find you. And then for a launch strategy, obviously for a more local one, it'll be a bit of a condensed version of an international one, but develop your plan, write down step-by-step what your goals are and work backwards from them. Put that into a calendar. Make sure that you're doing that every single day. Make sure that it aligns with your social posts. Make sure that you understand who you're marketing to. Like we've really talked about in depth, you need to know that person. Do a little bit of competitor research. Go out there and see what are they posting on Instagram? What are they posting on TikTok? And then provide the solution for people, right? So when you go to launch, you can leave little breadcrumbs up to the specific launch. And you can do this in a smaller window for something local. For a bigger one, I would honestly start between six and three months out to make sure that you're effectively getting the breadcrumbs out there and putting the little whisper in their ear about what's coming out. But make sure that, I mean, the biggest thing, whether you're doing a six-month launch, a three-month launch, or a two-week launch, is to make sure that you're actually speaking to what they need. Of course, passion. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really doesn't come down to price. It comes down to them really knowing the value. And if they don't know the value, it's because you haven't communicated that to them. And so I think that that's super important. And then, oh, the other thing I was going to say was that join my mastermind. (laughs) (laughs) Because we have so many women who are in my mastermind who are doing retreats all around the world. And they have learned the best practices. They have learned what doesn't work. They have learned what does work. And of course, it's going to be different for everyone. And one of the, the women I was talking about last week, like she had a retreat in Italy And she panicked and she was worried that she wasn't going to break even and she canceled it. And I think she still had about four months before 
it was actually going to happen. Plenty of time. Plenty of time, but she was just not in the right space for it. And then she joined our mastermind and I do one-on-one coaching with her as well. And now she's like, oh, right, I'm doing a retreat in Portugal. And she's like, she has a goal now to book Anamaya in 2024. She's going to do a retreat at Anamaya. One of our other members, she just did, she's in a number of retreats in Mexico. She just booked, I don't know if you know this, Shelby, Heather just booked Anamaya for next year in April. That's so exciting. Oh my God. Yeah. So here's the other thing. It's like, join my mastermind. The link is in the show notes. We have women who are doing this, learning all of the things that you need to learn. Anyone that you want to learn from, it's from the woman who has successfully run a seven-figure business in yoga for, what is it, like 12 or 13 years now? Almost 13 years. Through a pandemic. Almost 13 years, yeah. Let's highlight that one more time. Through a pandemic. Because Costa Rica's borders were closed. Like, yeah, shut down. And they're still open and fully booking out today. So that's the woman that you want to learn from 100%. I mean, if they're listening to this in any capacity, it's such a great deal, too. It doesn't even, I fight Kelsey all the time about raising her prices. <laughs> I know. Shelby wants me to raise the prices. It's $157 a month. You get four live coaching calls with me. We're now integrating two office hour calls per month as well. You get all of the knowledge, all of the information from all of the other members of the group. You also get access to the last two and a half years of past trainings. It's so much value. So for $157 a month, that is nothing. I know Shelby's like, you got to increase your prices. Maybe we will at one point, but I also feel like I want more women who are running their businesses in the health and wellness space to grow their businesses, to become unstoppable and to make more money. Well, the other thing is if you're worried about what the future holds, you have people who can work with you through that specific thing. Maybe you're in this place now where you're like, we're doing okay, but you could be doing a lot better. Or maybe you're in a space where you're like, we're doing all right, but what if the next version of COVID hits? Or what if something else happens that's outside of our control. You can have people who have already adapted and overcome what seemed completely insurmountable and have those conversations and have those people in your corner. Sometimes it's just helpful to have people to ask questions like, should I do this for my retreat? Or should I book this person? Or should I, you know, there are some real experts in there who are running worldwide retreats. So it's just really beneficial. Yeah, 100%. And I actually, I find that a lot of the women who come and join the mastermind are also like, they're stuck. And they're like, why can't I just get past this point? Like, I feel like I can see it just one leap away. Like it's right there. I could touch it even, but I just can't seem to get there. And I feel like then they get frustrated and they get, they, they, all this self-doubt comes up and they're like, aggravated and they're like, why can't I just leap over there? It's just a few feet away. What is wrong with me? And I feel like then they come to the mastermind, they realize, oh, everyone goes through this. This is totally normal. There is a way to get through it. And oh my gosh, you know, thank goodness I found you all. (laughs) Even just working with Kelsey, I can't tell you how absolutely life-changing her advice and her teachings and her wisdom and her knowledge is because when I started working with Anamaya and Kelsey, this is the yoga teachers who are still listening will really appreciate this. 
I thought that yoga and spirituality was just a lot of fluff. I was not on board. (laughs) I came from like a very Catholic family and I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like I was very behind like yoga and physical fitness, but Kelsey had me go on a yoga retreat when I first started working with them. And I was looking around and I was like, what is happening here? And now I am... (laughs) 100% 100% drinking the Kool-Aid. Kelsey has me working on my money mindset. I do yoga consistently. I'm releasing trauma from my hips. Like it's a whole thing at this point. My life has benefited exponentially in ways that you can't even imagine, but it is something that you don't see those blind spots until you see those blind spots, right? Like I did not know that self-worth things were sabotaging me or, you know, different things like that. Having someone in your corner to help you see that can really make a huge difference. For sure. It's, you know, and we were talking about connection just with social media while people are trying to sell out their retreats. And there's also a huge connection within this community of the mastermind as well. I didn't know we were going to go off. This was not planned, my friends, to go off on a tangent and do like a little advertisement for the mastermind. But I just love how it's kind of gone into this because it is a valuable community and people do have connection and they don't feel alone. And they finally feel that they can just relate to people who've gone through what they've gone through, can learn from people who have, you know, are doing similar things and that they can support others as well, that they're coming to the table to be able to support their fellow entrepreneurs. So yes, the link is, will be in the show notes. We would love to have you join us. Thank you, Shelby, for all those amazing things that you said. I'm very grateful. And Shelby, you have a new offer yourself. Like you have a new freebie that you're offering your your clients, right? I actually have two that I'm launching, which is really exciting because I haven't launched a new lead magnet in quite some time. But the one that I think that this particular audience will be really excited about is our TikTok blueprint. So we are releasing a blueprint for TikTok and how you should follow all the best practices, all of the things. And honestly, you can utilize this on Instagram Reels as well. Like this is going to be a really beneficial thing to use on Instagram Reels as well, because it does follow best practices for TikTok, but a lot of the advice can be transferred over to Reels. So I'll definitely send Kelsey the URL so she can put that in the notes, but it's blueprint.collab.social. We're no.com or .social. So blueprint.collab.social. If you guys are interested in opting into that, I'm super excited to be launching that. And yeah, you can find me on any social medias at Shelby Kinser across the board. So Shelby Kinser is K-I-N-C-E-R and Shelby, S-H-E-L-B-Y. And go and find her, follow her, download her freebie that she's offering to everyone and the TikTok blueprint, it sounds awesome. And I love that you can also use it for reels because I think that's super important as well. A lot of the principles are similar. You won't be able to utilize the exact same strategy for virality that we're sharing in that. But a lot of the principles on making sure that your video is done correctly, on making sure that you choose the right sound, so on and so forth are transferable. Yay. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to have been here. Yeah. And then if anybody has any questions, like you can go find Shelby, say, oh, I heard you on the Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs podcast. And I have some questions. Shelby's really great about getting back to people and answering all their questions that they have. Because look, it's an overwhelming thing. Social media is an overwhelming thing. 
And I know that we talked a lot about a lot of different things, but if you just take the basic principles, right? Video is king or queen. (laughs) Video is queen. Show a little bit about your own like lifestyle and who you are and what you love and what you're about. And then promote yourself, people. I know people have a really hard time promoting themselves. So whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's TikTok, whether it's even YouTube, maybe you already have a really well-established YouTube account, but just get out there, connect with people, promote yourself, and then offer a ton of value. That's really what it boils down to. Thank you, Shelby, for being um, my second guest on the podcast. I can't wait to have you back again. Yeah, definitely. I am super honored to be here. I'm excited to see some of the stuff. Definitely tag me if you follow any of these principles and start posting things. Tag me and Kelsey because we'd love to see what you do. Yeah, and we want to follow along, like, comment, give you all the (laughs) algorithm love we can. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here, Shelby. And I look forward to connecting with you all next week. Ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.